Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now. 905-688-2582 1-877-610-2582 or text us at Sunday, 12 to 2. I am your Sunday scrub. Do you recognize that intro? That is the Morant Project. Local band here. Chris Crawford, Craig Ritchie, Dan O'Shea on drums, Tom Nems on bass, and the beautiful lyrics of Sarah Beatty. Nice job. Riley Cote, thanks for the love. That was a great conversation talking sports, hockey, and hemp. On the phone with me now. Bert Maves is your nominated candidate for the riding of Niagara Falls, also an elected regional councillor. Bert, I appreciate your time on a crappy day like this. Thanks for coming into the Jim Fannin Show. It's my pleasure, uh, Jim. It's uh, I wish I could come have come into the studio and sit with you. Maybe we can do that another day. Definitely. But, uh, I'm busy uh, digging out here from uh, fallen tree branches and and whatnot. It's an ugly day. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. Joyce Morocco sent her regrets as well. I was going to have you guys go head-to-head, maybe have Gates, and you guys have your first unofficial debate right here at the 610 CKTB studios. Tell me a little bit about the issues facing you in the Niagara Falls riding. Well, the biggest uh, the biggest thing clearly is jobs uh, in Niagara Falls. Uh, Niagara Falls riding takes into account Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, and Niagara Lake. And uh, across the whole region, we've probably suffered in the last uh, decade, and certainly the last five or six years, more than any other region in the province, uh, with lost jobs, especially lost manufacturing jobs. And uh, we need we need a lot of get a lot of work done to uh, stem the tide of loss of jobs, repair our economy. More people working means more people paying taxes, which will help you balance your budget and help you pay for services that you need. So that's the number one uh, issue by far. Bart Mays is my guest on the phone. He's your nominated candidate for the upcoming by-election, the vacancy created by the resignation, the untimely resignation of Kim Crater, a much-loved MPP there in Niagara Falls. What do you think, Bart, your winnability of that riding looks like? I mean, you got some stiff competition. You got possibly a couple city councilors going up together. Hey, this is this might turn out to be 
the debate of you know regional versus municipal all municipal councillors going head to head here well I, I, it, as you said uh, earlier it remains to be seen who the other candidates are right they don't have uh, officially a candidate yet uh, the liberals um, announced that Joyce uh, who I've I've known both Joyce and Wayne who you've mentioned for 20 years get along quite well with both of them uh they're good folks um but no one's no one's a candidate yet and the liberals did a extensive search and recently announced uh Joyce as their preferred which is just I've never seen that before it's ridiculous <laughs> and, and then they said uh, they were going to have a nomination but they didn't announce a nomination date so it's a uh, Odd situation there, and well, now I heard that, that what they've done is they've retroactively closed nominations to dating back to what last Saturday or something like that. So, even if you did want to put your nomination forward, oops, we already skewed it, so you can't put your name forward. Frank well, Razzo, I'm talking to you. Liberal, uh, I, the Liberal Party of uh, Ontario uh, has a. Uh, different systems than the rest of us and we have a system where we have a nomination uh, we have candidate searches we come up with uh, two three four candidates who may be interested and then the local party would set a nomination date several months uh, you know ahead and those candidates would work as hard as they can to sign up party members and get party members to support them at a nomination meeting and we have uh, no possibility of the central party uh, which Toronto in, uh, is what we usually refer to as. They cannot appoint a candidate, and they don't intervene in that local democratic process. The Liberals don't have uh, those practices. They have them in their constitution, but they have all kinds of ways where they appoint candidates and intervene in the processes, like they did in uh, the London West by-election, where they appointed a, the head of the teachers' union to, to become the candidate, which didn't meet very well with... Uh, the local liberals in London, and I think that that uh, candidate ended up getting about 15% of the vote in London. So I think the democratic process, uh, get the part local uh, members, uh, local party members involved, and I think it works best. And we went through that process. We had over a 1,000 people come to our nomination meeting last January. And uh, that's good spirit of wow. democratic process. That's, uh, that's good participation. Parties don't follow it. Absolutely. Bart Maves is my guest. Now, Bart, don't take this the wrong way, but it's a fluid situation in that riding right now. We ha- we don't have a date for the for the by-election yet. When I saw Premier Wynne come into town and all the energy that Andrea Horvath is pouring into the Niagara region, specifically the Niagara Falls riding, I mean, they've got the big guns out. Uh, tell me what's different this time around uh, that wasn't maybe in place last time. I mean, you lost twice to Kim Crater, once in 2003 and then once in 2007. Some of those were uh, close. I think 3,000 votes you lost by by the first time. Uh, with uh, your party leader, Tim Hudak, seemingly unelectability and uh, the strength of the NDP right now, uh, how do you think your chances are different than they have been in the past of winning that riding? Well, you know, uh, every election has its own dynamic, whether it's a general or a by-election. 2003 election was, uh, uh, we had come off eight and a half years of, of government, and, um, you know, sometimes people uh, in Ontario and in Canadian elections look for change after governments have been in power for a certain amount of time. And I think that one was uh, our first one under Ernie Eves, and I think that's what that one was about. 2007 was our 
uh, I guess, infamous John Tory election with uh, John came up with a schools policy that did not meet favorably with the electorate, never has whenever it's been uh, attempted um, in Ontario politics. And I think that's the issue that dominated that election. This one is, um, you know, the Liberals are going to have, I think, a great deal of difficulty. The public, when I've been going out door to door for the past month and a half, and even earlier in the in the summertime, there's a great deal of frustration with the Liberals. The you know the 1.1 billion dollars completely wasted on gas plants and the orange uh, scandal, the e-health before that, and it just goes on and on. There's a great deal of frustration with public watching the Liberals just waste their money and mishandle it. Um, the lack of jobs, um, the huge debts and deficits that have been piling up. They're doubling deficits that Bob Ray ran back in the 90s when we all thought Bob Ray would be the worst and the NDP of 1995 would be the worst um, fiscal performance by an Ontario government in the history of the province. But McGinty and Wynne and the Liberals uh, are outdoing them. So I think there's a great deal of frustration there and people want change from, from that direction. And the NDP, frankly, have propped them up for the past three years. So Indeed. a lot of people recognize that if they don't like what the Liberals have done, uh, especially in the last three years, you know, some of the blame has to lay at the feet of the NDP because they've been supporting them every step of the way. Bart Mays is my guest. Bart, on the way out, just give me your take on what's happening at Regional Council and the seemingly lack of functionality that we're experiencing at that level right now. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, at the at the uh, regional level, I, I think we're kind of divided uh uh, not on all things. I mean, a lot of items get get done and a lot of things get passed that, you know, people don't talk about because they go smoothly. But um, there's a, a bit of a split, I guess, in of uh, people who've been there for a long time, an old guard, new guard split. And I think some of the people that are uh, newer councillors elected for the first time to regional council in 2010 are looking to change the direction of the region in, in many different ways. And uh, we don't have a majority, so we push for those changes, and we can't always get them through, and sometimes we do. Um, but And so I think there's that dynamic that goes on of uh, desire for change from some and not from others, and we that's generally where it seems to split out. Bert, I really appreciate your time on a crappy day like today, and we'll get you in when we've got some more time, maybe give you some more time once everyone's nominated, but I appreciate your time and your takes. We'll touch you up soon. Thanks, Bart. Thank you, Jim. That was Bart Maves. He is the only nominated candidate for that riding in Niagara Falls for the upcoming by-election to replace Kim Crater. I'm going to have a discussion with Wayne Gates. We talked to him yesterday. He's at the Bills game today. <laughs> Nicely done, Gates. I wanted to get him in the booth, but he came in yesterday after his granddaughter's play in St. Catharines here. I got five or six segments. We could take two hours with this guy. But I'm going to give you the first couple segments of my interview with Gatesy, Mr. Wayne Gates of Unifor, local 199 used to be. Gates will be up after this. This is 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610.
Call now. 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-2582. Or text us at 610-10. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fannin. My thanks to Bart Mays for coming in. Nicely done, Bart. Good luck to you. He is your only nominated candidate in the riding of Niagara Falls. We had a stacked deck today, and the weather blew it apart. Joyce Morocco sends her regrets. She's been up most of the night mopping her basement and taking calls from Niagara Falls City residents with flooded basements. I managed to escape that, although we lost power for a great deal of the night last night. I am your Sunday scrub. Every noon, every noon, every Sunday, noon to two, we're right here, we're live, we're taking your calls, you have the digits, you know how to get in. Following up on our conversation with Bart Maves, what is going on in the riding of Niagara Falls? This is going to be a really interesting election to watch. It's already interesting. You see the liberals coming to town, pouring a whole bunch of resources into that riding, handpicking a candidate and saying, Joyce Morocco is our preferred candidate. I've never even. When's the last time somebody was a preferred candidate? And then as of 10 p.m. last night, the Ontario Liberal Party of Ontario retroactively terminated the candidate search for the Niagara Falls riding. Retroactively to last Saturday, and they put one name forward. That's it for their nomination meeting. Where's the democracy in that? Crying out loud. This is supposed to be the new Liberal Party. Stinks. Like McGinty's old party. I'm all for getting behind a candidate. I would rather see a little bit more democratic process followed. But this is the Liberal Party. And Horvath said that they haven't chosen their Niagara Falls candidate yet. The nomination committee has has spoken to Wayne Redekop. We're all familiar with him and Wayne Gates. And the two men have run for the NDP in the past. Gates federally, as we know. Talked to Wayne Gates yesterday. I'm going to play a segment from our interview. Maybe two if we got, we're running out of time quickly here. Sorry about that. Interesting conversation with Wayne Gates yesterday. We'll get to that after 1.30. Here's my take on this. First, and I'm kind of vacillated a little bit. First, I see wind coming to town. That's powerful. Joyce Morocco looks good up on behind the lectern with the Premier. It's a powerful endorsement when you're in power and you can afford as Premier to come. I think she jogged down here <laughs> by the YouTube commercials that I've been seeing lately. Comes down, handpicks her Canada. I'm like, ooh, this is momentum. And at first, I'm like, well, this might not be, this is a big hill to climb here. Liberals might run away with this. Now I've shifted. I think the liberals are going to get punished at the polls. 
in this riding, in this by-election. They're scandal-plagued, their integrity is lacking, and look at their nomination meeting, because it kind of speaks to it. I don't want to fairly go after Joyce Morocco. She sends her regrets, can't make it in because of the weather. But I think they're going to get punished at the polls. The last provincial election was Hudak's to lose, and what happened? He lost it. I remember coming on Tom McConnell's show as a caller, Monday to Friday, 9 to 12, and saying, Premier-elect Hudak. I was already calling this guy the Premier-elect like he already had won it. And then for whatever reason, the wheels fell off that cart, and... He, he choked it away. Bart Mays, we spoke to earlier, run a couple times in that riding last twice to Kim Crater. I think this is the opportunity for the NDP to squirt up the middle, and in fact, that is my prediction. The unelectability of the Liberals and the Conservatives bodes well for Horvath and Gates if he ever announces that he's in. And I spoke to him yesterday. After this break, we'll play you part of that interview. This is 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Wayne, thanks for taking the time. Just for our listeners that may not know who you are, maybe just give us a brief intro of who are you and why the hell do you do this, brother? <laughs> Well, uh, obviously, it's Wayne Gates. I'm uh, president of Unifor Local 199, have been for the last uh, 11 years. I've been elected as a a union rep in the uh, uh, General Motors plant uh, for over 30 years. And uh, I had the privilege and the honor, uh, with the uh, support of the Niagara Falls residents, uh, three years ago to become a city councillor of Niagara Falls, which I'm extremely proud of. Why? Well, no, you know, why not? Not why you're proud, but why? I mean, public life is a tough life, and you've been—you said thirty years, over thirty years—elected mm-hmm. by the GM employees. It, it takes something, man. You put a little bit of a target on your back by stepping up to the plate, being uh, behind the lectern, and delivering your platform. So, what appeals to public life, and why be elected as a city councilor? First of all, well, I—I've I, always wanted to be a city councilor. I always wanted to have a say in in how the city is is run. I—I I like to make the city better. Uh, for our kids and our grandkids. So I think that part was easy. As far as the union part go, uh, you we've always needed a strong voice, uh, somebody that is uh, fair and reasonable to be able to sit across from uh, different employees, not just General Motors, by the way. we In Unifor, Local 199, we've got 20 workplaces that we represent. Uh, I think it's important to uh, uh, be able to sit across and uh, hammer out uh, fair collective agreements that, quite frankly, uh, allow the business to uh, to make money uh, and then allow that the uh, their employees share in that wealth that's being created by uh, the members. 
Uh, on the other flip side of that, uh, I think you need a strong voice for the community, strong voice to talk about uh, issues that are important, like you did just last week uh, with community care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the needs that are in our community, where those with less fortunate, uh, you know, one in six kids today are going to bed hungry. Uh, so you need a voice. You need somebody that uh, uh, wants to make sure that the less fortunate, the middle class is uh, is certainly taken care of. And uh, I believe that uh, over the last number of years, I've been able to do that. So making a difference is key. I mean, you're not doing this for your own healthy ego, or, I mean, uh, you're not just a guy that searches the spotlight. You're actually thinking you can make a difference in this town by like running for politics? Uh, well, I actually did. I mean, let's yeah. uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to deny anything. Uh, I was one of those uh, kids that was uh, collecting pop bottles in Port Dalhousie, uh when I was five years old uh, because uh, we just didn't have, we didn't have anything at that point in time in our in our lives with our family and our parents. Financially, and, you mean? Yes, and uh, somebody said at that time, you know what? Uh, let's give uh, uh, the Gates family a hand up. Hmm. And uh, over the course of the you know my next sixty years on on Earth, uh, I think it's worked out well. But if somebody didn't didn't take that responsibility and say let's 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 give them a helping hand, mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, make a difference, and uh, here we are, you know, sixty years later, um, I continue to say thanks, thanks all the time because mm-hmm. uh, somebody took the time to uh, to take care of us, and uh, I want to make sure till the day I die, uh, I'm doing the same thing. Now, I guess I could fairly describe you as left of the political spectrum as far as... Have you been affiliated with the NDP officially before? I've been uh, affiliated with the NDP for a while. I've ran uh, federally twice. You did run federally Uh, twice. I should know that. I should do my homework before I get the guest in. No, 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 that's fine. I I ran twice against uh, uh, Mr. Nicholson uh, from the uh, Conservative Party and... uh, Mm you yeah, know, he's, he's got uh, a no, listen, huge listen, political machine, man. Listen, it's uh, I've always said, and it's interesting uh, when you talk about party politics. Uh, um, people come up to me and they'll say, "Well, you know, you're an NDP, or you're a liberal, and you're a conservative." I always look at it that uh, I believe that the uh, uh, the country or my city should be run one way. Somebody that's a liberal may think it should be run a different way, and somebody that's conservative says, "No, I think the the you know the the province or the country should be run this way." It doesn't mean. Uh, you're a bad person because you're an NDP or a liberal mm. or a conservative. You just feel in your heart uh, that uh, there's a better way to uh, to run the country or the province. And I've always thought that, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I think the debates are fun, uh, you know, trying to get mm. uh, a message out. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, you always have to respect people that vote. Uh, and they'll choose uh, what they think is in the best interest probably of themselves, but probably more importantly what they think is in the best interest of their family and their kids and their grandkids. Agreed. Now tell me about your experience with the NDP. I've noticed as just a political watcher, and obviously I've been identified as being green, run five or six times, ran for the leadership. I'm retired. I don't carry a card anymore. Uh, you know, I've, I love the green p- platform. I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of Elizabeth May, you know, the interior internal workings of it. You know, we haven't had a leadership in a long time, and I've come from the school school of smack your own like if you deserve props you'll get it um tell me about the support that you got with the ndp because i know the ndp have been typically i've seen them walk away from a few candidates that they felt the central party i'm talking about they felt couldn't win against a monster like rob nicholson did you get support did they come to your back or did they kind of walk away from you no, you know what? Uh, I have nothing but good things to say. I had the uh, the privilege, and uh, with what's transpired over the last number of years, it was actually an honor. Uh, um, Mr. Layton, uh, the late Jack Layton, mm, uh, uh, was the leader. Uh, he treated me with the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could call him any time I want and talk about uh, Well, you're a player in this town. If you can't get Jack's here. No, no, but I, I think uh, to, to your point, you know, uh, the, they knew, uh, you know, uh, 
in the, they knew, like I knew, uh, I wasn't going to beat uh, mm. Mr. Nicholson. It wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they treated me with respect. They gave me the resources that I need. They did, eh? Uh, if, I, uh, if I had a, a question that I wasn't sure of or, or uh, part of our platform, I, I, could, I could call and somebody would call me back. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always uh, loved uh, Jack because he's always treated me uh, like I was, you know, special. Mm-hmm. And I believe he spe- he he did that with everybody. I think he had a way of doing that he, he for sure. He had a way of doing that, and uh, so I I considered a real honor to uh, uh, to have carried the NDP uh, uh, flag against, uh, like I said, Mr. Nicholson twice. Uh, I was able to get out a message that I thought uh, uh, was important to get out. Uh, at the end of the day, no, I didn't win. Uh, I think it's one thing me and you probably got in common. Uh, we ran a number of times and haven't won, mm. and uh, you know that's 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 just what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, if you if you have a, a belief that this is a, a better thing to do, uh, it's going to be a better society. Uh, I think you put your hand up and you run. Um, yeah. The voters choose uh, on who they want to vote for. So I have nothing but good things to say about uh, when I ran as a NDB candidate, and certainly. Uh, um, Mr. Layton uh, treated me with respect, and so did the party, and they always have. Good. Uh, now, while we're talking about that, intentions for Niagara Falls, you're hotly rumored to be the NDP, uh, somebody that's seeking the NDP nomination in Niagara Falls riding. Uh, we've seen this preferred quote, and I'm using air quotes. I can't see, hear that on air or see that on air, but this preferred candidacy is just incredibly, uh, I don't know, o- outside the box for me. I know it happens all the time. Parties choose their candidates. I get that. I'm not happy with the uh, Liberal Party's blocking of other candidates because I know guys like Frank Rasso came to the Liberal Party and said, I want to run, and they're, well, thanks, but no thanks. We've got our candidate already. So that, that kind of reeks. Uh, you know, um, so I think that, you know, Joyce obviously has her, her work cut out for her, not for the nomination, but for to get elected in that riding, and, and that'll all play itself out. Uh, but what are your intentions? Uh, can you announce right now that you're going to seek the nomination? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, I can't announce that right now. But uh, I'm obviously I've been very clear over the last uh, uh, six six to eight weeks that uh, I'm I'm seriously considering uh, running. Um, I would uh, I would if I decide to do that, I would expect that uh, the party will have a nomination meeting. Uh, I'd have to win the the nomination. Uh, have. Uh, have our members vote. Um, you know, the pref- I don't want to be a preferred candidate. By the yeah. way, uh, I believe that the uh, the riding association should choose who they think uh, should represent them in the uh, in the upcoming election. Uh, so, if I decide to do that, uh, there'll be a nomination meeting. My understanding, uh, uh, they're trying to organize that probably okay. as we're having this interview. Uh, and obviously, I'll uh, I'll make my decision up. Uh, Soon what are you waiting for, day. Wayne? Why, why not just say, yeah, I'm going to run? When the nomination r- race is declared, I am your guy. Because it, I see it this way. The first guy out of the box usually has an advantage. And, dude, if you put your name forward, there's going to be all kinds of other guys that say, I'm not running against Gatesy. Are you crazy? I'll never win that. I mean, he's going to bring all his union guys to the meeting. He's got the NDP sewn up in this town. They can't beat you. So why not declare now and, and rule these guys out? Well, the, the reality is that uh, I'm having uh, a lot of talk with, uh, with my family. Uh, on, that is such a standard answer you know, from you politicians. You know what, but, but you know what, I, and I can appreciate that. But uh, you know, the the reality is, uh, there's no one I, in your family that's going to say, Wayne. Really, I think you need to set this one out. Come on, you're I'm, you wear the pants I, at I, home. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that uh, I have the utmost respect that, uh, for my family and and uh, uh, my extended family as as well. And uh, when you take a look at, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, um, sit here. I've got. Uh, uh, I'm a a president of a uh, uh, a major uh, union in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, uh, 
you know, I said this earlier, I'm, I'm absolutely honored and thrilled that I'm a city councilor uh, in Niagara Falls. Uh, I enjoy working with uh, uh, Mayor Jim Diodati. Uh, I think he's a, a young, bright man that mm-hmm. has a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, the council, I, I can't speak for other councils, but our councils, uh, our council works uh, extremely well Pretty together. Pretty functional, yeah. We, uh, we actually, I, I believe, you know, uh, I believe that uh, we like each other. Uh, and what I like about the council is, uh, you know, I've... Uh, uh, I I may say something on an issue and they might not agree, but it's professional. It's not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're not trying to run each other down or... or no, like not, they're doing not, at the region? Is no, that what you're afraid of? They're, 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 they're certainly, uh, they're, they're allowing you to have your, your opinion yeah, and good. we have our votes. So hey. I, so in my in my, my life today, uh, I'm happy being president of, uh, mm-hmm. of Unifor 199. I'm, I'm really, I'm thrilled. I tell you, I, every day I, I'm thrilled that I'm a counselor. Um, my my issue is uh, I want to make sure that my family will do it, and uh, um, but I do know in my heart um, what's going on with uh, uh, with some of the positions that are taken with by the other parties. Um, we we're going to need a voice, mm. and we're going to need a strong voice, and I think we're going to need one that's got some passion and, and heart. And uh, um, if anything works out, uh, maybe I'll be that candidate. Great. Wayne Gates is my guest. On the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about the Niagara Falls, right? Man, we got stuff. We could go all day on this stuff. We got racetrack, the so-called Southern Tier Hospital or the Niagara Falls Hospital, manufacturing casino. More with my guest, Wayne Gates, after this. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Is there a need to be concerned? Have they done studies? What have they learned? What have they learned? I fear that soon I'll lose my nerve. Well, I fear that soon I'll lose my nerve. Is this disorder? This disorder? What's Welcome back. To me? This is my disorder. Being behind the microphone. Gratitude to all the guests that come in today. <laughs> Riley Cooper just sends me a text. Thanks, man. I'm on my way now. Little tailgate action. 66 degrees in Philadelphia. He's on his way down to the game that starts at 8.30. Brother! <sighs> Nicely done. Man, I wish I was down. Watching the Eagles take apart the Bears tonight. 8.30. Win and we win the division. Thanks, Riles. Thanks, Wayne Gates. Thanks to Joyce Morocco. She had to send her regrets today because of the weather and a broken sleep last night. Many calls from Niagara Falls residents in a leaky basement, apparently. And my thanks to Bart Mays for coming in as well. I wish I had some more time for the candidates here, but uh, we ran long with Raleigh Cote. What a great interview! Talking NHL hockey, headshots. Bettman's new league. 
Shanahan's new dissident player. He's a dissident player. Handing out the discipline to the guys that are walking away from the code and the respect that used to exist. Much gratitude to my guest tonight. I am Jim Fannin. Additional ways that you can interact with the show, as always, on Twitter, where at 610CKTB. At Jim Fannin, include me in that, F-A-N-N-O-N. You want to pump up the Tom McConnell Show, at the TMC Show. On Twitter, we got to do a Twitter spat last night about Tommy's aversion for eating pizza sandwiches. Pizza is not designed to be eaten as a sandwich, Tommy. A little bit of a fun segment on the way out, Tommy's show. Best show of the year, in my opinion, was Friday. Caller of the year. I love caller-on-caller action. And I think I was the first one to make it okay. Came out of the box slamming the other callers. Love it. And I take mine. I get it. Tom McConnell Show, as you know, runs Monday to Friday here on 610 CKTB, 9 to 12. Friday, the caller of the year action had Brian The Rock, as he was glossed by the studio, unlike Hugo, which self-glossed himself. You can't nickname yourself, Pat from Barry. It's not cool. I would like to be called Hugo. Brian the Rock against Clarice at 2 minutes to 12 Friday. We have a tie. A what? A tie between the Rock and Clarice. You know how many listeners are going to be looking for a shower rod if Clarice wins caller of the year. Come on. A few years ago, I actually voted for Clarice. went looking for said shower rod because I thought, oh no, what if my vote puts her over? I won. I was caller of the year. Three years running, I think. We skipped a year. London came on board. Tommy didn't run it. So I had a two-year reign. And then I won again. (laughs) Arnie gets pissed and starts campaigning like a madman last year and wins. He's begging all his Facebook friends and all his guys with similar-looking vests to vote for him for Call of the Year, pandering to the listenership. (laughs) We had a lot of fun with that. I shared a couple of his Facebook posts on Friday. Vote for me for Caller of the Year. (laughs) And then I guess I got him all bent because he didn't show up to the after party. The best part of Caller of the Year, well, usually for me, is going to get my crown afterwards. Having everyone come up and tell me how great I am. (laughs) I got disqualified this year, and I'm officially, I have officially complained to management. I'm taking this to the highest level. (laughs) The executive officer of Bell Media will be hearing from me Monday. I already talked to Tim Perrin about it. Bob Harris is next on my hit list. I was disqualified early in the show, unreasonably disqualified, because now I am a fill-in scrub for said Tom McConnell. 
So not only can I not win contests, tickets, prizes anymore. Used to have a knack for getting the odd ticket here and there. Now I just get what the garbage that's left on the kitchen table on Friday afternoons if I come in. Tommy took it upon himself to declare me ineligible for caller of the year. Now, I don't call as much as I used to. Only the stuff that really hits me. Mostly on Tommy's show, but once in a while with Larry. Once in a while with KJ. They'll tweak me enough and I just gotta get in. Do a crossover every Friday with Tommy. At 11.35, so... I don't call in for the Vox Populi anymore, but I did not expect to get sold out by a, a mentor of mine in Tom McConnell having the rug pulled right out from under me and making me ineligible to even get a call. I'm not bent that I didn't win, but it would have been nice to get a couple votes. So at 2 minutes to 12, I think the call the, the count was 9-9. Nine, nine. Brian and Clarice with Annie Petrowski, I think a close second. Arnie had a lot of votes. I think he might have been in second, too. But that kid with the orange crossed vest did not show up to the mansion house afterwards. A lot of people did. Got to meet Marty. Driving the food truck. Carl was a classic. Classic caller and classic character in person. Sue, second year running out. Campy was out. Plata. Cisco was out, left early. Matt. Lucy. Sabrina. Carolyn. Arnie, what happened, man? Even Nat made it out, a frequent texter to Tommy's show. Arnie, what happened? I'm so disappointed. And apparently, Pat from Barry, a.k.a. self-glossed Hugo, Went completely missing. I didn't hear him con- con- a contribution from him on Friday. I thought he was bringing a poem out. He said, look out for me. Every time he gets in the batter's box and kind of wiggles his hips, digs his feet in, and stares down the pitcher, who is me, usually, <laughs> and points to the fence and says, I'm going to take this yard, he disappears. What happened, Pat? What happened to Arnie? That was weak. Arnie, come correct. That's my take on Arnie hitting the basket. Going out with my son, the Hurricane. Thanks for listening. Cranked about today, Riley Cote. Nice. Riley, if you're still listening, I called you Riley Cooper. Get me Cooper next week, man. Love my Eagles this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Home at Philadelphia. Riles says it's 66 degrees down here at 2 o'clock. He's headed for the pregame tailgate down in Philly. I am your jealous Sunday scrub. This is 610 CKTB. We'll see you next Sunday and... Tommy's in Monday, regular crew on Monday, skeleton crew Tuesday. You know what that means. The scrub is back for Tommy. Tuesday, 9 to 12. Jones, are you on the board? Nope. He's out. And so am I. This is 610 CKTB. I'm out.
Mister. Saturday morning, feed up with the cup of Joe. Newspaper 610 on the radio, chat with my wife.